Before we begin the episode, we'd like to give a quick trigger warning to everyone as part of our conversation involves mental illness and suicide. If this is upsetting to you or you have kids listening, we suggest that you skip this episode. From Brooklyn, New York, this is the Brooklyn Art Library Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Peterman. This week, we interview artist Jordan Sandler about her experience with the Sketchwork Project and using art to cope with mental illness. As a side note, if you want to learn more about any of the artists we interview, head to brooklynartlibrary.org slash podcast, where you can link to their digital library book or to their personal websites. Enjoy the show. Hey. So, yeah, well, we're so excited to have you uh, on the show. And, you know, you've been a part of the project for a while. I think I saw that you did your first book, like, a decade ago or something. I know. It's so weird. It's so <laughs> funny. It's a really funny story because, um, actually, I wasn't living in New York at the time. And then I don't even know how many, probably two or three years later I moved to the city and then it wasn't until like three years after that, that I realized that you guys had a brick and mortar and that I could actually go in and see my sketchbook. I had forgotten that I even had made it and I had made it with an ex-boyfriend and we were still together when we came across your um, store and we went in and by store, I mean the Brooklyn art library, just not really a store, but uh, it's really wild, but it yeah, took me what, through a um, lot of different parts of my life, actually, like from making that sketchbook to moving here and discovering you guys to continuing to work with you. It, I can't believe, yeah. yeah, 10 years. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I think that's like our favorite part of, as the project gets older, how long ago it's been that people have participated and been a part of our existence so that's that's really fun i don't i think i didn't realize that your first book was so long ago so it's it, that's fun to know, um, know. how did you hear about us that first time um through a teacher i was in um school at the maryland institute college of art and i believe that my teacher whitney who introduced me to oh, the schedule project oh yeah she's wonderful she's <laughs> she always signed up people like she signed up her class like every year totally and i don't think German, right yeah exactly (laughs) and i think um at the time she wasn't doing that with i only uh was fortunate enough to take one class with her before she started her own program uh for grad students and she just encouraged me to participate and it was amazing and it just so happened that right before I discovered you guys, I started dating another artist and we were like, okay, let's do this together when I got the book. And that's the only time I think I've ever done something like that, like (laughs) drawn with another person. What was that process like? I remember drawing and then I remember he would come over and draw, but then he would take it to his place. And I think we have some collaborative pages, but then we also have some of our own. I don't know. I think it would be too weird to, to, we haven't been together for years, so it might be strange to look back into that. (laughs) But um, I remember being really excited about it. Yeah, it was so weird to think of it. (laughs) <laughs> well that's i love that you're a part of that 
crew, even if it was like before she started doing that, because I always love, I mean, she always has such amazing artists, uh, student artists that submit through her. And I, we were, we've been pulling a lot of data recently. And of course she's like on the top of like how many books she's gotten because she's always getting them for students. But, um, I love that you were a part of that. And then now here you are a decade later, professional artist doing it. And I think that that's so cool. I mean, how I, I, I don't, it's like, how do you sum up 10 years? But I'm curious, just like your <laughs> process from, so we're talking about you're in school 10 years ago. How, how did you become, you know, more of a full-time artist? What, what was that like in like the, the elevator pitch version here? Sure. <laughs> and I also have, so, I mean, I guess we'll dive into this, but I have so much to say about like, what that sketchbook and what the sketchbook project meant to me then and what it means to me now. And yeah. um, like just through my own experience and what it, I can now see other people can get out of it, whether you're an artist or not, but I will save this for <laughs> later. So we'll let's back um, <laughs> go back 10 years. I was in school for illustration Um And Whitney was a wonderful teacher. This is just going to be a podcast episode about Whitney. She really (laughs) um, encouraged me and all of the other students. I saw her teach to experiment. And that wasn't a really, I wasn't in a very interdisciplinary program, in my opinion. Um, But she, you know, if you look at her work, she's, she makes, ceramic she's a ceramicist she's like a graphic designer she's an illustrator she's a teacher she does everything I think she even sews like she just she's incredible and and that's kind of been something that's really inspired me and that I've responded to over the years um I never really fit into a box even from the time I was in school I didn't have a clear direction of where I would go with my illustration And even still to this day, I feel like every year has been so different. Um, What else can I say? So I left college and I started um, just working administrative jobs for other people and freelancing nights and weekends. And then maybe seven years ago, I started freelancing full time. And every year again has looked so different. I was really concentrated on working on products for a while. Um, but it's interesting. I was thinking about that book that I worked on, right? Like the first sketchbook book and it was inspired by my life. And only in the past few years have I gotten back to making work that's inspired by my life because I found a pretty lucrative career at a young age working in products, um, solely bringing other people's visions to life, but it didn't, it didn't really feed my soul. Um, and I have a lot of anxiety and depression and I think I got to a point where I was like, this isn't helping me. I don't think it's helping other people. And I kind of just want to help me and other people. (laughs) Yeah. So I started going back to making work like the work that was in that sketchbook. Honestly, I, I actually went through a breakup with that person who I worked on the sketchbook with. 
And that really inspired me. Now this whole podcast is about him. <laughs> um, it really inspired me to get back to making things like using art as a process to make myself feel better, no matter what I'm creating, just the actual craft of making something is healing to me. But then also I started making work with positive messages, with negative messages, just about all of the feelings I have. And on a different level, I got to see how that affected other people too. Like they could relate to that. It helped them to know that someone else was really depressed or had suicidal thoughts, but it also helped me to get it out there. So there's been so many pieces to it and that's kind of where I'm at now, but I've like through, I mean, Winnie really did inspire me a lot. Like I just never thought of myself as doing one thing. And it's been a really good way to not ever feel too stuck to think of myself as like always evolving can always switch my medium, which I did. I mostly work um, digitally now and I was working for years and years um, by hand. And uh, yeah, I, I have no idea where I'll be in a year with my work or life in general, but um, I look back and there's just been so many things and I'm, I hope there will be so many more things. Yeah. Well, I love the idea of pivoting and changing. I think that's something I'm sure a lot of our creative people in our community need to do. I mean, this year especially has been important for humans, businesses, everyone to sort of like learn to go with the times and the times can change by the hour. But yeah, I think that's, that's a good way to view it. Do you, so now how long has it been? Do you feel like since you've done this like new era of doing like personal work? Um, well, I, I went through this big breakup four years ago and then for about a year I was just feeling really miserable and also miserable with the work I was making. So I think it really took me, it took me like a year to get there. So really the past three years have been when I decided, I, Hey, I just want to make this work and I have to figure out how to monetize it. And that's been a real struggle. It still is. (laughs) (laughs) And I won't lie to you. I still have to do a lot of the stuff that I was doing before that maybe didn't feed my soul. I'm air quoting here guys, but, um, (laughs) but it's also been important because I have tried to push it too far where I'm only working on the things where I'm drawing from my personal experience. And that feels really bad too. (laughs) That feels really bad to be like, Oh, what embarrassing or terrible thing can I put out there today (laughs) for people to relate to, you know, my therapist like, uh, okay, I need some balance here. Um, so yeah, I'm still really figuring it out. But the first big project I got that um, really affirmed that I was heading in the right direction was a book. I uh, wrote a book about feelings called Feel It Out, and it came out a year ago, but I started working on it uh, like two and a half, almost three years ago. That's so awesome. that's that's helped me to continue Congrats. going forward. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And that was um, all right. Well, let's let's, let's dive deep into the sketchwork project. And I, I yeah. mean, we really like don't. I mean, somehow it becomes 
we were really interested in how it affected your life and your creative life and 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 that and uh, how uh, you've been able to use it as a tool, whether it's like an emotional tool or a creative tool. So yeah, tell us, we sort of made you skip over before, but I'm curious what we had to say. Well, what I want to start with, and this is something I haven't spoken with you guys about really since it launched, but we actually produced um, a class for Skillshare together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that's really what has like connected me um, in the past year, like reconnected me again in the past year and a half or two years with the sketchbook project because we were planning it for a bit before we filmed it. And um, the response has been overwhelming in a way that I couldn't have foreseen, but it's also proven to me that so many people need drawing as an outlet, like, especially if you're not an artist, but we can also find a way to use it. But the sketchbook project is so wonderful because it takes so much guesswork out of that. Like you're stuck with the confines of this book for better, for worse. And that to me can motivate me. If I leave this like sketchbook on my table I have right next to me, you guys can't see this because this is audio, um, a bunch of markers in like a vessel and I will just pull them out and I'll open the book and I'll start drawing. And it's so helpful on so many levels. (laughs) And now I see the results of like, people are saying, yeah, it's really helpful for me too, because so many people have taken our class. I think we've had 22,000 students. Yeah. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I never, I didn't know what to expect. Um, But it's been really cool because I think I know what the sketchbook project has done for me. And it's really nice to see other people kind of discovering that and discovering what like having a daily art practice can do for them. That's awesome. I, yeah, I don't, I didn't, I mean, obviously I knew that we did it because I was behind the wall while you were talking all day. And then, but that's awesome to hear that. Yeah, we haven't come together and talked about it ever since, but it's been a really cool, I feel like we put it out there and then it was like up to everyone else, like how they used it, if they used it. But a lot of people are using it, which makes me very happy because... Um, I also feel like, so we should talk about what you can do with the sketchbook. I'm Mm -hmm. assuming that a lot of people who are listening to this podcast are familiar with the sketchbook project, but you guys, you can choose once you buy this book and you fill this book out, you can choose to send it back to the sketchbook project. Or if you're shy or want to hold on to it, that's absolutely up to you. You can keep it in your possession, but it's also kind of nice to have it pretty anonymously like on this shelf with a bunch of other sketchbooks. And I actually haven't submitted my other one that I have, and I'm not sure that I will, but it's been fun to add to. Um, And I really like having parameters. So that's why the sketchbook project is so perfect. (laughs) You know, thanks for explaining it because that's like my constant feedback I get from my family. They're like, no one knows, not everyone knows a hundred percent what you're talking about. I think it's interesting to hear other people's take on what it is too. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure a lot of people think yeah. of it differently. 
like while researching for this podcast as a whole, Autumn and I found a podcast that was talking about us. This was a <laughs> 30 minute episode. It was the weird, it was like kind of a weird, it was a weird thing for me just to hear that I mean, like perspective. I mean, it was all good, I think. So it was just, it was well, interesting. I think but. people can interpret it so differently. I'm sure there's a lot of people who have gotten project or um, sketchbooks from the sketchbook project and not returned them. So it's like, okay, well, what life did that take on at that point? But then at one point you guys had the sketchbooks that were submitted to you traveling around, right? Yeah. Yes, before we, COVID. Yeah. Pre COVID. We actually just released um, the week that we're recording this. Uh, we re were releasing two episodes about, tour and sort of the history of it with uh, Jessica Sugarman, who used to work for us and she's on our board and we just talk reminisced on touring. Uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been a good uh, year and a half or so since we've been able to have a show. Uh, and, and really COVID has like changed our perspective on how important it is to be digital. I think as much as we love traveling and doing that, uh, it sort of made us think about how do we get, our community engaged on a broader level. Uh, and then, you know, then we're doing stuff like this podcast. Well, so I participated in, you had a fundraiser. I don't even know when it was because COVID, right? Like it could have been. It was like a year ago. Like could, oh, okay. So yeah, it was yeah. a year ago. <laughs> and I was live drawing and you had, um, post secret man, Frank, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. On, and, he made such a huge impact on me. I actually just finally had the courage to write about it. I put out a little article online about how mm -hmm. Post Secret saved my life. But I think you guys are doing like the same thing. And especially by digitizing, like seeing those messages, seeing other people processing their pain and admitting things that are maybe scary or just making work and feeling uninhibited, like, it just touches people in a way that you can't even anticipate. So it was so cool to hear Frank speak. Like that know, was amazing. Him like <laughs> telling me a few years ago, like com comparing us that we're on the same level. I was like, all right, that's it. <laughs> yeah. This is like a new wave. This is, I think it's so important for there to be a whole bunch of people. This is kind of, okay. I know. <laughs> I think what you're doing, what Post Secret is doing, and what hopefully other people are doing or will continue to do, you're fostering, like, you're getting to the same goal, but you're, like, you're, you're sending the same message out there, but, like, you have a different way of doing it. So, like, maybe you have different audiences. I'm sure your audiences actually overlap a lot. But I think the more people who are trying to get people to open up and create a community around people who want to be vulnerable, um, the better. And you have different ways to appeal to people in that sense. And that's how I think about illustrators too, and artists who especially are making work about their feelings. Like we're all talking about feelings. Um, a lot of us are dealing with similar mental health issues, but we can, you know, certain people are attracted to my work who might not be attracted to this person's work. It's like, we're trying to get a message out there and we're all using like our unique language to get it there. And, um, yeah. 
yeah, I hope we can take over the world like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's really, it's interesting and you're totally right because even the shift, I think in the past five years or so in the project and how I would say 10 years ago, people might've asked me, like, are there a lot of like deep personal books? And I don't really feel like there were like, that was the minority. And now in the past five years, I would say it's, yeah, it's completely the opposite now. It's like, which is awesome. And I'm so glad that we can give people that resource. I think that is almost something that the project was missing 10 years ago. And I love that people have sort of made it their own. So we're I talking mean, all I, about this project and we need to talk about you. Well, I was going to say is <laughs> yes. I think, Jordan, you are a part of that community where you really do create a safe space for people to lean into their own feelings of vulnerabilities. And I think that's why our Skillshare class did so well is because you were encouraging people to tap into a place that is really personal and giving them permission to share their stories in that way too. Yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, you know, uh, that's something I was gonna say. Oh, okay. Just one thing to take a step back and then move forward with you. Um, I think as a society, we weren't ready to get here. And things that have proven that to me is like watching the, did you watch the Britney Spears documentary? Yes. Yeah, that's a perfect example of like seeing things that we all lived through, right? Mm -hmm. And it felt totally normal to like, I don't know that I was fully, she was, we were like around the same age you know, but yeah. she was maybe like a little older than me. And I don't think I really got that. We we're like getting pleasure out of people's pain at mm -hmm. the time, but I was totally ignorant to it. Like not, yeah, that wasn't on my sure. radar. And I was mentally ill. Also, I was severely yeah. depressed as a teen. Um, I lost a parent and I was so sad, but I didn't care about other people's sadness. That was not on my radar. And that's definitely part of being a teen for sure. But also that kind of right. proves where we were in the early 2000s. Um, so yeah, we weren't ready to yeah. get there. I, I yeah, totally agree watching that. Um, I, yeah, that was like crazy the way that people treated her and the life that she had to live and, um, all right, we're becoming a Britney Spears podcast. That's it. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy that we can all have these conversations. This conversation we're having yeah. right now, I wasn't having any, even with my close friends, I wasn't having conversations like this a few years ago. So yeah. I'm really hopeful because a lot of people are being a lot more honest um, and actually yesterday was the anniversary of a friend's first anniversary of friend's death. Um, mm -hmm. she died by suicide a year ago. And, um, I was talking to some mutual friends of ours and, um, yeah, it's really important to talk about this stuff. It's really yeah. important to know that you're not in it alone and that other people are going through this and to get help. But then also if getting help feels too daunting, then just getting things on paper or just being really real with yourself about what you're experiencing and not hiding that pain. And uh, art is a fantastic way to do that, whether you're an artist or you're not. And again, I think it's even better for people who aren't artists to use art as an outlet to get their feelings out. 
because as an artist, sometimes we're like, oh, but this isn't very Instagrammable or, you know, even I don't want to see this. This is so ugly. Um, and I try really hard to get past that. And I think I've gotten to a good point, but I also use other things as outlets because, you know, it's important to not make it feel like work, but please make art. Even if you think you can't, everyone can make art every single person. So I, I love all this. I'm, I'm sad that we used that our 20 minutes here already. Oh, I really we? want, yeah, we just do <laughs> like, I feel like we need to, we'll have to schedule a, another episode. Yeah. And talk more about this. I think sure. this yeah. is such a good topic and, and it, uh, yeah, I mean, all that to say is uh, we love your work and we love you being a part of the community. And I, yeah, I was looking through your Instagram, like in preparation for talking to you today. And I just, I love some of your, your vulnerable, I'm air quoting pieces. (laughs) Uh, And I think it's, you know, just, yeah, the, I was looking at the one about your father passing when you were 14 and Mm. the away message and how I just, I, (laughs) I know it's like, I don't know. I, that really just, yeah. I mean, we all like live through that really crazy. I mean, we're all the same age and just living through that time. I, I can't imagine going through something like that. And I, I hope that the art made you feel a little uh I mean post secret. It. it literally yeah. I can't say enough. It saved my life. Mm-hmm. And the sketchbook project is doing the same thing for other people. So we're glad to hear it. We're glad to have you here. We're uh for those of you wanna uh see more of Jordan, we're having a workshop later in April. Yes. More information coming in a couple weeks on our website. Uh thank you so much for, for hanging with us today. Thank you. I'm so honored. I love you guys, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well we'll definitely talk soon. Great. Bye. 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 That's our show. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much to Jordan and my co-host Autumn. Again, if you want to learn more about Jordan or any of the artists that we interview, please head to brooklynartlibrary.org slash podcast. We will see you next time.